Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Use our promo code IMAGININGS for a 30-day free trial of our member services. Whatever those member services are, given that, you know, we don't have members or services other than perhaps this podcast, if you want to call it that. We also don't have a place for you to enter a promo code, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, I could make there be one. It would just link to nowhere, but I could make there be one. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week, we have a guest. Hi, guest. Hi, I'm Sunflower of Ice. At least that's my author name. And I'm the writer of the web series called Technically Abroad. Um, technically abroad, like overseas, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And you want to just talk a little bit about what it's about? Well, it's a fantasy fiction, and in the shortest, simplest terms, the main character is stuck in another world. And now he has to deal with the fact that common sense isn't so common to him. And, you know, there's people with magic, and there's all the stereotypical different races of people, elves, gnomes, all that sort of thing. And basically, oh shoot, now I'm stuck here, what do I do? Very nice. Yeah, he's not shooting laser beams, he's not healing the sick, he's just trying not to die. It's a fairly solid motivation. Worthy goal. Oh yeah, seems like a good goal no matter what the scenario. Welcome, welcome. Um, Alright. We should introduce ourselves again, I guess. Should we? <sighs> I mean, we've been doing it for 20-something episodes at this point, it's right? It's true, it's true. Huh, whatever. My name's Eunice. You know what I write, and if you don't, yeah, it's it's been a lot of episodes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Atheo, uh the other typical host, um, and I write Rune and Metagame, as I've said before. And yeah, I mean, it is it is in the 20s at this point. So because we have a guest, uh, Sunflower Vice, I am going to ask you to kick us off with whatever your idea is. All right. And to make it simpler, you can just call me Sunflower. It's a little easier to roll off the tongue. But... For this idea, I'm going to tell a short, quickie story of how it came to be. I had a cousin who was training to be a phlebotomist, you know, one of those people that draw blood and blah, blah, blah. And we ended up saying it was her vampire training. And I forget how it got to it exactly, but we got to talking about how they give you cookies and the like when you get your blood drawn. And long story short, because of the fact we said the vampires give out cookies, it basically kind of rolled into the idea of a vampire rather than hunting down people for their blood opening a restaurant and instead of the normal bill it was blood donations so basically a vampire running a restaurant to get their food i like it this bears some similarity to something we've touched on in the past and i like it uh well i mean just think of it people will do a lot of stuff for good food the only stipulation i can see is they probably wouldn't use garlic in their cooking <laughs> yeah that's true that seems like a like a perhaps bad decision to make if oh. you're yeah i mean if the vampire's the cook they're not going to want to use vampire poison <laughs> yeah okay so uh maybe some like fake garlic but yeah you know uh, this is a great start. I am imagining yeah. some kind of, you know, dinner and overnight kind of restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would definitely be one of those time of night events. 
And it definitely wouldn't quite be in the middle of nowhere, but I'm not sure if it would be main city, kind of like the outskirts of the main city, I picture. Well, I imagine it would be someplace that's a bit hole in the wall, right? Yeah. Someplace that you like yeah. know about and the chef is like super good and nobody can figure out why or who they are or where they come from. But And it's only open at night, but if you show up at the right time of night and you make a blood donation, then you'll get like some of the best food you've ever had in your life. <laughs> yeah, and of course they'd have to have a professional phlebotomist for <laughs> legal reasons, because I picture they'd have to follow the law, otherwise they'd risk losing their food supply. Yeah. So I like the idea of this like super mysterious chef that like nobody's ever seen their face. And nobody knows what they want the blood donations for. <laughs> Some people just probably stipulate, oh, it's a creative way to get more people to donate blood. Yeah. And they'd probably be very meticulous about keeping track of who donates blood, because we don't want our food supply to pass out. Yeah, you know, a lot of uh, iron-rich recipes served. Mm-hmm. Nothing too fatty or anything, depending on, you know... I mean, maybe they would try to steer people with certain blood types more toward different foods. Because people with O negative blood type don't have all that extra stuff in their blood. So we make sure to give, uh, um, recommend this sort of wine or this sort of meal mm. to get a bit more oomph to the blood. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but like, wouldn't that need to be sort of, uh, they give you the meal and then two weeks later <laughs> you come back? Well, not two weeks, obviously, but... Well, if it's a regular customer. Yeah. I, I think they, <laughs> they, they try and attract, you know, dedicated regulars. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's a very solid choice. This is an exclusive establishment. I figure, yeah, a little bit <laughs> hole in the wall. Like, maybe caters to, like, you know, poor college students who like to enjoy a good meal every few, few months. Yeah, you can come here every other month. And you will get an outstanding meal. And all you have to do is donate a little blood afterwards. Or before. Whichever one works better, I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it. I'm not a vampire. <laughs> I mean, maybe you donate before in case, you know, donating makes you feel a bit faint. So you can rest a bit, eat a bit in the restaurant, then go home. That's fair. Maybe they have a few of those little folding beds in the wall, just in case someone does pass out. <laughs> uh, okay. So I... Maybe not. I don't know. That's a little odd. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we have our basic, like, this is the location at which the story takes place. Um, what do we want our plot to be? Well, I kind of see just a few basic possibilities. Possibility number one is the cheesy romance thing. Maybe somebody wants to become a better cook, so they, you know, strive to meet the chef who does amazing things to learn their secrets and you know honestly any of these other plots could be rom-com mixed in but so one i want to be a better cook two is i want to figure out what they're doing because there's no way this can be legal and the other is basically try to figure out who's doing it just to make sure they're paying their taxes or something because they have to be doing something because there's no records of where this blood's going. Are they doing it underground selling of blood? Like there's, you know, the stuff of the, I don't know the best way to phrase it, but black market organs, maybe people are worried about black market blood. Mm, okay. So 
I don't know. Those are just a few ideas. So I guess it's, you're you're picturing just somebody who wants to like figure out who this mysterious chef is, whether it's for suspicious reasons or just to like learn from them. That's the thing that comes to my head the most. Another possibility is maybe the chef wants to figure out how to attract the ideal blood candidates to come around. Mm. Or maybe just how he deals with all of the, you know, legal loopholes to do this versus the vampires that they know being like, hey, why are you doing this? It's so much easier to just hunt them down and bite their neck. Yeah. Well, easier, sure, but cooking is their passion. Yeah, plus, hey, I got my meal coming to me. I don't have to do any hunting. I can take my leisure. I can enjoy myself. I can read a book with a nice glass of blood. And now I'm just picturing a vampire reading a book with a glass of blood <laughs> like one would drink a glass of wine. Yeah. Sunbathing, but like not the sun, the moon. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be yeah. funny if the vampire has discovered kind of ways to like uh, feed the human so that it enhances the taste of the blood. So like at first, all the other vampires are like, you're crazy. This is like way too much work. And then like afterwards, like more and more become like fans of the blood that come out of this cafe. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of like um, making wine. Artisanal blood. Slow and tedious. Yeah, it's artisanal blood. I actually, there's actually some disease that a person could have that basically it turns their stomach into a brewery. So their body always has booze in the blood. Yeah. I forget the name of it, but I don't know. Uh, I got off topic, I think. I forget, but it has <laughs> to do with the yeast in the in the gut. But uh, yeah. Either way, I mean, yeah. Um, Just add a little something to the meal every time they come by, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, over time it starts to tweak the blood flavoring. I like that. Maybe, uh, yeah, an experimental vampire who's trying to... Well, cooking allows you to change the flavor with all these slight tweaks, these slight things. So I wonder if that would work for blood. Maybe if I deal with the humans where I get the food from. I don't know. Yeah, that's solid. What if we sort of mix the two ideas, right? So we take sort of the outsider who's coming in and trying to figure out what's going on with this with this restaurant that takes blood instead of money. And sort of their whole thing is like they're trying to figure out what's going on with this and as that's happening like more and more vampires start to come in and it eventually leads to them discovering this whole thing maybe on a halloween night because they dressed up as a vampire just because it was a cheap easy costume for halloween (laughs) and yeah snuck in by mistake just due to dumb luck Wait, who's stuck I in? didn't see that being solid for, like, a mid-story area. Like, they're already a little bit yeah. suspicious. They dressed up as a vampire just because it was the first thing that came to mind. They showed up, and then just, everybody's a vampire. <laughs> oh. It's like, huh. And that's the only reason they're let in, because they have the vampire fangs and whatever. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, you're part of the party. Okay, sorry, I thought I was going to tell you that we're closed due to a reservation, but... It looks like you're part of the group, so come on in. Well, I mean, I think most people would dress up as a vampire to go to a blood cafe on Halloween, regardless of whether they're a vampire or not. <laughs> That's true. Maybe some sort of symbol that they didn't realize or something. Um, okay. I don't know. Like a different vampire dropped it and they went to chase and return it. And, oh, that's your entrance. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I think this would be, like, a a fun story to just have, like, these really, like, 
old vampires slowly have to like interact with humans more in order to work at the cafe and like you know drop their 18th century uh, English and and get with the times <laughs> and the restaurant would have to have no mirrors just in case yeah uh, it's very dark you know maybe one small one in the bathroom but you know just enough that the people can wash their hands and look at themselves uh, definitely no silverware <laughs> yep at least no silver silverware <laughs> um okay yeah you just use you just use steel that looks like silver yeah i actually heard a theory that the reason that vampires couldn't see their reflections in their mirror was because they used silver back then so when they stopped using silver in mirrors they were able to okay so maybe as a misleading so, thing there are mirrors and they work <laughs> yeah they all work yeah. none of them have real silver <laughs> If that's the way it worked, imagine being one of those early vampires who walks by a mirror that doesn't use silver, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what's, what's that? Who's that? Who's that? Uh, is that what I look like? I mean, my thing with that is, like, their clothes must have reflected in the mirror, so they wouldn't be invisible in mirrors. They would have just been yeah. visibly, like, a, a pair of clothes, like a set of clothes that's standing in front of a mirror. <laughs> I mean, I kind of... I kind of always assumed that vampires could see themselves in the, a mirror, but other people couldn't see them in a mirror. But I don't know where I got that idea from. <laughs> I don't either. That's actually very strange. I don't know. Anyways. Perception alterations or something? I don't know. <laughs> okay, but not particularly important. Uh, and then, like, you know, our vampire could then start franchising because, like, there's just so many fans that... <laughs> They need to open a second location. Yeah, and the cook is probably good enough where they'd have to do some charging of money because, well, people want to come more than once every two months. Oh yeah, yeah. So essentially, you have like a like a like a timer on it. Like if you've been here from this time to this time, then you can't get it for free. But if you pay the money, I figure that like you can also pay with like food donations. That they use to, like, cook. <laughs> and then any exit. Oh, was that, is that a garlic? Do no, no, we don't use real garlic here. That stuff doesn't work for the yeah. process that yeah. we do. Just the excuses. The yeah. flavor is strong in a way that our cook doesn't like. Yeah. The smell is overbearing. Or maybe he just has an allergy. <laughs> I mean, that excuses a lot of things yeah. for people. And they don't need Deadly to Deadly garlic it. allergy. Although I did hear once, and I have no clue where it's from, but something along the lines of vampires don't care about garlic. It's really pumpkins that they can't stand, and that's why jack-o'-lanterns were a thing on Halloween. Oh, I see. Now, obviously that's kind of a stretch for a story, but, you know. It's yeah. not really so much a stretch as it is, like, I mean, you could throw it in there. It's just a fun thing. Yeah. Yeah, it just goes kind of against the common knowledge. Yeah, I mean, there's or maybe they hate. Both. There's plenty that you can you can do with the with the vampire, like, yeah, yeah, what their weaknesses and powers yeah. are if you want. Because yeah, there's plenty of uh, vampire stories where they don't give a damn about garlic, or sunlight. Yeah, true. I mean, all they have to do is drink blood. Wait, so you're a vampire? So if I stabbed you in the heart with this wooden stake, it would kill you? But 
that would kill you too, wouldn't it? That doesn't prove anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the whole wooden stake to prove if you're a vampire or not. That sounds very that sounds very witch trials where it's like, well if you die, you're not a witch and we'll forgive you. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, well, they're not immune they're not weak to a wooden stake to the heart, but they have no resistance to it. I mean, it's like I don't know if anybody's ever tried to stab anyone in the heart with a wooden stake, but like I, I don't think most people would succeed at it. You know, it's like it's a blunt piece of wood against like a rib cage. <laughs> it's not that blunt. Depends on if you have a hammer oh, yes, with you. The hammer is necessary. Get a mallet. Mm, that's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah. And now I'm just picturing the vampire restaurant doing a Christmas event. <laughs> They love the reds for Christmas, but not so much the green in comparison. Actually, you know what? I think it would be fun if the human trying to figure out what's going on with the with the restaurant is like the phlebotomist. Ah, maybe that's how they get in. They're a recent graduate, yeah. and they're like they're just hired on like this like part time basis to take blood at night while they're studying mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and then it's just like. Yeah, it's like, are you affiliated with the blood services? And then they're like, well, we're registered, but we don't ever really send them any. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I could picture people just like, do you get tax write-offs for donating blood like this? I mean, is that why you do it? Because it's obvious you're a restaurant, but... It's like, how do you even pay your rent? <laughs> and there would be people that are like... You're not using the blood to cook for us, are you? No, that no, would be no. unsanitary. Yeah, they're very stringent about following the sanitation rules there. Yeah. For that exact reason, that's why none of the vampires actually eat at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Although I do imagine if, like, you know, one of the normal customers accidentally cut themselves or something, it would make kind of all of the workers' attention draw to them for a second. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a bunch of gophers all of a sudden popping their head out <laughs> when they hear a loud noise of the ground. All of a sudden someone slips their knife when they're cutting a steak. Oh, oh shoot. And all of the waiters and waitresses, their eyes just go. <sighs> yeah, it's as if like they made like a loud noise, except like they didn't. And yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I could see the person who, you know, is just a non-vampire working there be like, Okay, that was weird. And then, like, all of the servers, like, rush around, like, try, like, to bandage it and just, like, treat it like a major emergency. And everyone's like, what is going on here? <laughs> it's distracting. <laughs> the excuse is that they're very big on the hygiene and cleanliness of the establishment. And blood is not something we want to keep with our food. But really, they just don't want it to go to waste like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. For some reason, I've just imagined, like, a criminal or something bringing a bag of blood they stole <laughs> to try to pay for a meal. And they're like, what would know. we want with illegal substances? <laughs> <laughs> you, you take that poison out of this establishment right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they would definitely not want drug addicts there because that would probably contaminate the blood. You know, maybe a little smoking or whatever is fine, or drinking. But, you know, 
constant drug addiction level? No. Yeah, I would say that it would be fun if, like, the healthier the human, the better the blood tastes. So they're, like, constantly, like, you know, encouraging people to just, like, go vegan and take up yoga and stuff like that. That could work. The hyper-health conscious vampire, uh... Although I could see on the other side, them wanting to try to convince people to have different diets so they have a bigger menu of flavors. Yeah. Like, they really push this group to go vegetarian, this group to go vegan, this group to eat more fish. Yeah, like, they have they have a dietitian on hand who, like, provides everyone with, like, individual diet plans. <laughs> <laughs> to make different flavors. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you want, we have, a, we have a consultancy room in the back where you can speak to our dietitian. Mm-hmm. That could be a thing. It's like the newest health craze of the century or something would be a news report. Yeah. But the chef, the owner of the restaurant, is a massive recluse. Just like that rich guy that made all those airplanes. Yeah. I forget his name offhand, but Leonardo DiCaprio played him in a movie, but whatever. And then, you know, like, it happens to be, like, actually a great way to, like, get healthy and lose weight and stuff like that. So it becomes even more popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, has to train other vampires how to cook. It's like, I've never cooked. Yeah, before. and they can't really, like, taste the food when they cook it. Like, it all, yeah. So he explains it more like texture and smell as opposed yeah, to taste. Yeah, they have to... Now, when you see the meat is about this level of springiness, it's a good level. But note, this herb, humans seem to like that herb, and it's good for them. But you do not want more than about a 5% coverage across the entirety of it. <laughs> or like, oh, they, they constantly like make the phlebotomist like t- taste test their food like multiple times a day. And then the phlebotomist is like, why can't you just do it yourself? And they're like, we can't rely on our own taste buds. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, it's, our, palate, our palate is different than most of our customers. <laughs> exactly. And we've tried so many of our own things that it's hard for us to tell anymore. I mean, if you ate pizza every single day, even if it's high-quality pizza, you would just be sick of pizza. (laughs) And I know you people that are all you college students, because that's what they mean by you Mm -hmm. people, the healthy college students or the poor college students. We know that you people love pizza. And that's why we use that example. Yeah. Okay, so we have sort of a general things going on do we want there to be a sort of main plot to this like a main line that we're following through hmm well if we're having a main plot i could see something like i kind of like the idea of the vampire having tried to do something like this in the 16 or 1700s and it failing horribly just because you know lack of variety of people things like that and basically using this as a way to prove that they, what they did was a good choice, just, you know, ahead of its times to their family or people that looked down on. That's pretty solid. Um, they aren't the main character from what I remember. True, true. Yeah. Well, maybe something like the phlebotomist, maybe the phlebotomist or whoever, you know, whichever normal human is one of those very, you know, likes the bump in the night stuff and starts thinking that this is legitimately horror movie bump in the night stuff and is 
thinking worse and worse and eventually finds out the truth that this is just, well, it's easier. And we don't get chased out of town. People don't try to burn us at the stake. Why wouldn't we do it like this? Maybe even eventually wanting to become a vampire because, hey, it seems like it's fine. I think it would be funny if the phlebotomist, like, jokingly refers to themselves as a vampire because of their job. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how this idea came to be because yeah. my cousin, you know, training and we just called it her vampire training. Yeah. So imagine during the interview. So what makes you want to have a job here? Well, you said you need a phlebotomist and I just got done with my vampire training. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, the person hiring them, like, just laughs really hard and be like, you're, you're in. <laughs> Absolutely, you're hired. And it's like, we haven't done the interview yet. Hey, you did your vampire training. Yeah. And then they're like, I don't think it was that funny. Like, what? You're like literally doubled over laughing. Like, it's like, okay. Trust me, you'll be using that vampire training. Yeah. Yeah, and hey, maybe we'll even just call you the local vampire for a bit of flavoring during, like, the Halloween season. Yeah. <laughs> they really... And it just becomes a big in-joke for the vampire employees. Yeah, where they, they make out that the phlebotomist is the vampire and, like, make the phlebotomist, like, dress up in the in a costume, like, all the time. <laughs> Not an over-the-top one, but probably you know, one that's, just, you know, it's Just enough. the cape. <laughs> it's part of the uniform. Yep, just the cape. <laughs> Like, why do they make you wear a cape? Because I'm the vampire. Hey, I don't know, but they'd give me my paycheck, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I make a lot more money than I expected. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I only work like five hours a night, but I get $150 each night. You know, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, and then they just keep noticing, like, really strange things. Like, how the employees seem to be, like, paying the chef to work at the cafe. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, part of the reason they work there is so they can request specific blood from specific people. Yeah, they kind of get, like, first dibs uh, while it's still fresh. Mm -hmm. So that's why they want to work there. Yeah, they get first dibs and maybe a discount. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and not only do they, like, pay the chef in, like, to work there, they, like, pay in, like, gold coins and other things that are quite strange. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe even one has a personal painter that paints a portrait of the cook. Because I also heard another thing that vampires were the first ones to have personal painters. Because, well, I want to know how I, how my looks have changed over the past 20 years. Time for another painting. I mean, you would think they'd, they'd look the same. <laughs> well, you know, no mirrors at the time, way back when. Yeah. Plus, they always love to see the new... Artistic flair on each new copy. And just imagine someone from a restaurant established, a magazine or whatever, blog, I don't care, mm -hmm. wanting to do an interview with the chef. It's like, can you come at two in the morning? Two at, well, can't he come during the day? No. No, <laughs> no explanation, just no. No. I can work around his schedule? No, um. no. And they keep trying to work around the schedule or say, well, what if I, no. Nope. <laughs> just like, yeah, they, there's nothing that you can do to, like, induce them to, to do day, day things. I mean, not quite the same as the gargoyles thing where they turn to stone in the day, but close enough. 
I mean, the only way they could do something during the day is a completely isolated room, no chance of sunlight, blah, blah, blah. But even then, they'd be a little worried. Yeah. Well, they also w- would have to travel there, right? So, I mean, they'll, they'll do yeah. it if it's, within the, uh, if it's within the restaurant in one of our dark rooms, then sure. Otherwise, no. No, I, I, I figure <laughs> they're, like, incredibly sleepy during the day anyways. Depends on what time of yeah. day. Like, say that they start work at, like, 9 o'clock and they go till 2 in the morning. If it's, say, 7 or 8, they probably had a good morning sleep. But yeah, as far as plot goes, I kind of see this as a more slice of life's comedy. Yeah, I mean, you know, we could add some elements of danger if you want to add some, like, bad vampires or, like... <laughs> yeah, or vampire hunters, yeah. blood robbers. Or, yeah, or other or supernatural, other <laughs> supernatural races, you know. I just imagined a bunch of vampires pulling an Ocean's Eleven on the blood vault. <laughs> It becomes so valuable that it becomes like, yes, we're going to rob the vault. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe they even do donate some blood to the proper establishment just to cover their tracks. Yeah, like the vault is where they put like the reject blood that doesn't taste very good that they're going to hand over to the blood bank. So it's like you go through all this trouble to rob it and it's like, (laughs) ew. Imagine reporting that to the insurance company because they probably broke through all sorts of security things. And then... what? And the insurance people just being like, why would somebody go through all that effort to steal blood? Even on the black market, I don't think blood goes for a ton. Yeah, it's not that valuable. It's Um, not about the money. It's about sending a message. (laughs) (laughs) And just imagine some really big politician or rich person going to the restaurant and basically oh yeah that person's blood was foul let's let's just cancel their reservation yeah. oh because they would totally yeah do like that. they don't care if you're famous or you're rich they just only want you yep. to have tasty blood mm-hmm. so if after let's say two or three times their blood is foul they will just Oh, it seems like your reservation got lost. I'm sorry about that, Mr. So-and-so. But I did it in person. Also, you take walk-ins. I, I don't know what's up with that. Uh, we just don't have space. There's, like, open tables behind them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, but, but before, like, they can make a scene, they just find themselves, like, inexplicably, like, they just walked out the restaurant, and they're like, what just happened? <laughs> Yeah, vampire hypnosis or whatever it's properly yeah. called. Before they know it, they're at home and they're like, what just happened? I thought I was arguing with... <laughs> I thought I was arguing with the person at the front of the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and why do I got a fast food thing in my lap? <laughs> <laughs> now, what other fantasy races would... I mean, to a lesser degree, I could see zombie-type people liking that. You know, maybe buy the blood and mix it with their food so their flesh cravings aren't so bad. There's a whole ecosystem of uh, fantasy undead and shapeshifters and stuff who depend on places like this restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see vampires, you know, doing it just that way. But for zombies... Zombies actually like the flesh, so I could see two things. Morticians, and they take from uh, they take from organ donors only. Yep. Or you know, people that did recent suicides, huh? But that would be a little on the dark side compared to the comedy this seems to be. 
And the other thing is just mixing some blood within normal food would kind of take the edge off it. Kind of like those nicotine patches for cigarettes. Doesn't completely get rid of the urge, but it curbs them. At least that's what I've been told. I mean, I you know, it's up to us to decide how zombie flesh cravings work. <laughs> it is. That's the advantage of being the author. And by us, we actually mean probably whoever writes this, because you have a lot of options here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could just be the desire for it is so overwhelming that they eat the flesh because it's the first thing they bite into. But maybe blood's enough. I don't or, know. Or I don't know. Like, maybe they have, like, a witch that can, like, take blood and kind of make blood flesh or something. Yeah, it kind of expands into a fleshy blob. Yeah. You know. That's a gross image. Well, we're talking about vampires and zombies. It's not always going to be happy and I mean, sparkly. it's like blood sausage or blood pudding or whatever things that use blood. Yeah, the witch t- gets some blood and actually makes it into sausage but, uh But it's more fleshy than regular blood sausage, somehow. Because mm-hmm. magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I could see, you know, werewolves along the same line. Basically because of whatever person it's like, you know what, I'm going to try something different. Um. Plus, you know, most of the time, if you get blood drinking from you enough, you turn into a vampire. That's not going to happen here, so less competition. Yeah. I mean, actually, I'm not, I think it would be funny if, like, the werewolves actually go as diners because, and they, they regenerate blood really quickly, so they get to go, like, every night. And then the other patrons complain, like, <laughs> why do they get to come so often? <laughs> and the vampires are like, it's good, but it's a little gamey. Yeah. You know, because that, I've heard hunters say that certain animal meat is more gamey. Yeah. I could see that being the same And here. they're constantly trying to convince the werewolves to eat more vegetables. <laughs> and most of them are like, why? It's like, no, we're wolves. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you mix it in with the meat a little bit, the sauce that you yeah, put on like top. Yeah, like they, they grate the vegetables and kind of like stuff it in there. <laughs> it turns into the trickle the uh, werewolves into eating more vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe something like a specialty oversized hamburger, except the meat of the hamburger is empty and filled with veggies, so you bite into the outer crust of meat and it's full of lettuce yeah. and tomato. <laughs> that's or, nice. Or like they... Actually, that sounds pretty yeah, good. Or they make like A&W like Beyond Meat burgers. <laughs> it's all tofu. <laughs> I think a werewolf would realize a that. A werewolf though. would probably notice that. I mean, I mean, they would notice, but it's like the the goal of the chef is to make it so that they like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. But the chef vampire can't really taste it themselves, so they'd have to rely on it. Oh, yeah, a lot of experimenting. Taste <laughs> yeah. I could see the non-vampire employees yeah. being kind of quote-unquote guinea pigs for new menu items. I think I've been testing this too much at different parts in the process, and I don't know really what it tastes like anymore, so I need other opinions. It's like, okay, all of you, I trust your opinion on food, so here's, and it's like seven different items, and there's three versions of each one. Try a little of everything, just make note of which one you like best. And then they're all, like, mind-blowingly delicious, and then they're just like, I can't, (laughs) I can't rate these. (laughs) If you rate them, 
you get a $20 bonus. And they're like, eh, I'm just gonna... $20? Whatever, just let me eat this food every day. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, I could see, you know, basically the employees that aren't vampires and the like getting employee meals, which are basically the chef's version of Taste Tester to make sure their meals don't have anything weird going on flavor-wise. Because I know some restaurants do something similar with, you know, employee meals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you got to test something new out, you probably don't want to do it on the uh, customers. Yeah, I have a friend who graduated from culinary school. She owned a comic shop, and sometimes she would just bring in food. Yeah, this company paid me to figure out menus using their product. So here, free food for you. Just tell me which ones you like best. Yeah. And needless to say, comic book fans always love free food. Oh, yeah, works out well. I don't think that's exclusive to comic book fans, though. I think that's just, you know, a general human yeah, thing. Yeah, people like food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially when it's free. You can put it's free in front of almost anything and people will yeah. want it. Now, for the ending point, I would think probably something along the lines of either it gets exposed what's really been happening, something terrible happens where they kind of have to stop, or... Actually, those are the only two I can think of right now. Well, you could also have something terrible happens and then they sort of work their way around it and that's how you end it. Yeah. So, like, something bad happens, like, somebody threatens to reveal them and then they go about making it so that even if they get revealed, nobody believes them and some, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I have proof that this place is just a cult of vampires and blah, blah, blah. What? Vampires? That's like Area 52 stuff or 51 or whatever. Area 50Q stuff. I like that one. I might use that one, actually. It was actually a slip of the tongue. <laughs> hey, just own it. You know, you want you want it this time. Area 50Q. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think I like the idea of like the cafe coming under siege by like vampire hunters. And then the phlebotomist, like, slowly realizing, like, oh, they're not crazy. <laughs> but especially when they see some of the, you know, infiltrators turning into bats and smoke yeah. and things like but that. But then, you know, like, the phlebotomist is like, well, yes, they are vampires, but they're good vampires. You know, they don't hurt anyone. Uh, and also, they pay me. <laughs> they pay me. Everybody look is like healthy and like losing weight according to their nutrition plans, and everyone's happy. Yeah, and it, the college students are getting good meals. Yeah, and and then like this area has become like strangely safe ever since the cafe got built. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could picture like drug lords doing something and then the vampires are like you're messing with our food supply yeah. you're <laughs> contaminating our that's food not gonna supply. work get out um and then so in the end <laughs> the phlebotomist like helps like i don't know like expose the vampire hunters and make them seem like you know crazy crazy people and they get arrested without the vampires having to kill anyone and then uh the the boss is like do you want to quit and then the phlebotomist is like, why would I quit? <laughs> yeah. And then you end on an epilogue of them, I don't know, building a new a new location. So like a second location opening. Or maybe moving from a hole in the wall to a, you know, respectable location because, well, 
hey, well, nah. they've become respected enough. Nah, they like they like the. I think they like being a hole yeah. in the wall. <laughs> thing. That's fair. Yeah. Plus, you only have so many vampires per people. Yeah, because it's not like they're looking for richer clientele, right? Like, poor college kids who are, like, you know, young and healthy are probably their go-to target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they they would probably have to card people for wine, but <laughs> that wouldn't be their main concern, but, you know. Or actually, like, they never card anybody, but they know exactly how old everyone is, and then... <laughs> but I'm 21. No, you don't turn 21 for another three days. <laughs> like, don't even try. Uh... Someone tries coming in with that, you know, super realistic um, makeup and stuff from, you know, some acting college or whatever to make themselves look 80. Yeah, it's just like, nope, you're not old enough to drink. Let me see your ID. <laughs> It's like, get out. What are you talking about, Sonny? <laughs> Look. I want to see your ID. Yeah. Or, or they, like, bring up some, like, super old pop culture reference that they would get if they were actually that age. Mm-hmm. Because all but the absolute youngest vampires would have pop culture references from, like, 80 years ago. Exactly. Maybe at the end the phlebotomist is debating if they want to become a... Um, vampire in real terms. That's your sequel hook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that way they can train the next um, hole-in-the-wall vampire restaurant. It's time to franchise. We're <laughs> starting an Not franchise. Franchising is different. And I'm willing to make a... Let's say that the first one's in New York area. Let's go make one in Washington and I'll be the main person for that. Mm. I'll even take the bite to the neck if you need me to for, you know, loyalty reasons or whatever. Loyalty reasons? <laughs> loyalty reasons? I don't know. To basically prove I'm willing to stick around. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can throw in a romance there or not if you want. <laughs> it's easy to throw romance into it's, a story. It's, honestly. honestly, it's hard to leave it out when you're me. <laughs> I would say that's probably... Even if you don't mean to, romance slips into so many stories. You stick people together, and then, you know... I mean, it doesn't have to be a primary plotline, or a secondary, or even tertiary, but it can be there, even if you don't realize it. It can be implied. Yeah, and if it's popular enough, people are going to ship characters anyway. That's the key to success, make people ship people. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that and other stuff that we probably don't want to talk about if this is safe for (laughs) It's, it's semi-safe for work. I mean, we, we mark individual hmm. episodes as uh, not clean if necessary. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, all those rules of the internet. Uh, <laughs> if you get big enough, even if you don't want it to, it's going to happen to you. Okay. So I, th- I do believe we have, you know, our main character is our plot in our world. Anything else that mm-hmm. anybody wants to add? I mean, the main character is the phlebotomist, I think, and the secondary main character is the cook. Yeah, I mean, you know, depending on how much you want to make your main cast of characters, like, you can definitely have some really interesting cafe staff. (laughs) Yeah, somehow this just kind of... It feels like a cute vampire comedy. Yeah, you (laughs) you could definitely make it into a really long slice-of-life web serial if you want. 
And I'm just picturing of one of the female vampires just wearing over-the-top pink instead of black. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, pastel goth is an, ex- is an aesthetic, and it's a great one. Yeah, but it goes way against the stereotypical vampire, so I think... I mean, that's the point of it, isn't it? Yeah, like, that that vampire, like, got turned when uh, she was, like, really young, so she... Yeah, like... Not even that! Just pinks and purples are neat, okay? And pinks and purples with black all around, it sticks out, and it makes you take interest. And maybe a ponytail full of flowers... (laughs) Just excessive, excessive floweriness. I like it. That is fantastic, and I love it. Okay? (laughs) The more over the top, the better. Exactly. (laughs) Because just because they're vampires and can't stay out in the sun doesn't mean they don't like things that reflect summer. Yeah, that's true. They were at one point human, you know? Yeah. I mean, some of them might not remember it because it's been so long or they were that young, but yeah. I mean, if you've been a vampire for 500 years and you were only a human for 20, you're probably not going to remember your human stuff too much. But if you've been a human for 20 years and then a vampire for, let's say, 40, you're going to remember a lot more of your humanity. Or if you got turned when you were three for some reason, you're not going to remember being human. Of course, then you'd be a three-year-old indefinitely, which I don't think is ideal. Yeah, not vampire babies. It is not. But I'm just imagining there'd have to be at least one somewhere just due to a vampire's desperation. I think that kind of takes you out of the comedy area. Well, yeah, I'm just kind of rambling. (laughs) I tend to do that sometimes. We do have enough for the story. So if you want to just plug yourself again and then end it, this is a good time to do that. All right. Sounds good. So once again, I go by Sunflower Advice. I'm the writer of the web novel Technically Abroad. And, yeah, I think I'm set. Okay, and uh, where can people find your fiction at? Oh, um, it's a WordPress website. Um, If you just type technically abroad into any of the web browsers, you'll be able to find it no problem. If you check out our site, we'll have it linked there as well. Oh, that works too. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, yeah, if you liked this idea... Write it and email us at uh, listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you like some flower of ice, check out uh, that Technically Abroad. And uh, if you would like to be a guest on our website, on, on our show, um, email us at guest at unwrittenimaginings.com. And if you'd like to see me come back, go ahead and let them know, too, because I often get random silly ideas. Yeah, I hope you had fun. It's a pretty good time. Oh, very much so. Okay. So I think that's uh, this episode. Bye. Bye, everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye.